3: coming up on tms age is just a number and a slow degradation of tissues and cells
1: exceeding the pun density limit whither do you wander mr michigander how scared should you be tune in
3: next tuesday i mean that personally not politically
1: we need pun control laws he's more kyber than cover now stayed up 24 hours not in a row a grumpy old man out in space carolingian conspiracy cluck cluck boom The plot chickens. (laughs) Improving metaphors with Tom. Recommendals with Randy and more
4: on this episode (laughs) of The Morning
1: Stream. It's good stew. Yep.
4: At least there's no animal's heart in the stew. Never the heart. Robot dinosaurs might be
5: useful. You have my authorization.
3: The Morning Stream, your Schwartz is as big as mine! Good morning everyone, welcome to TMS, it is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, that TMS is short for The Morning Stream, I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Bobby Frankenberger sitting in for the venerable uh, Brian Ibbitt, who's on his way to Anaheim, California, again! Gosh! Again! I don't know what he thinks he's doing. Well, I know what he's doing. He's seeing a concert, and then he's going to try to buy some kyber crystals because he's a huge nerd.
1: What a Uh, nerd.
3: He's a huge nerd. But Bobby, thanks for being here again, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. I love being here. And I was just saying in the pre-show that that I was feeling weird because I was listening to Elliot Smith, which is kind of like depressing, sad, sad sad-y kind of music, Mm. but there's nothing like that intro music for the morning stream to get you hyped. Oh yeah, washed all the Elliot
3: Smith away that was residual on you on your body. Yeah. Um tell me more about this person. Oh. I mean, is it emo music? Like I don't even know who this is. Tell me more no, about Elliot.
1: someone Smith. in the chat room, I've never listened to Morrissey, but someone in the chat room said that it's that it's uh very similar to Morrissey.
3: Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm looking at him here. Okay, he Yeah. He looks like uh uh the tragic death. Di- oh, he died.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he committed suicide. And oh, um, okay.
3: That's a that's a really exciting <laughs> note uh, to end that story on.
1: <laughs> but it's it's really good music. I like sort of like calm. Uh, I'm a real fan of like like real calm music and contemplative music it's very contemplative and sometimes i'm in kind of like the mood to you ever been in the mood to just feel sad yeah i don't, I don't know if that sounds weird to you but no
3: absolutely we talk, i think it was a Wendy topic once where we talked about how that's actually a good thing yeah and you're supposed to like sometimes just let that settle in and it's okay yeah. and you have your coping mechanisms yours happens to be let's spin up some elliot smith you know,
1: yeah the problem is this morning I wasn't in the mood to feel sad. It was just on like a playlist of like like contemplative working music that I had recently put together when I was i guess in that kind of a mood and so i was I was hit with it but uh he it's it's i like the it's got a unique sound he does that thing that musicians do where the, he records two vocal tracks r- identical vocal tracks right on top of each other. Oh, you know what I yeah you know what I mean oh, well, so it gives it kind of a a weird, like, ethereal quality to it sometimes.
3: He has a, there's a note here on this Wikipedia page that says, his distinctive vocal style characterized by his whispery spiderweb thin delivery and often using multi-tracking to uh, create vocal layers, textures, and harmonies.
1: Yeah. 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 There he is. So, I like it. It sounds great. Uh, Uh, If you're in that kind of a mood, I recommend it.
3: He was only two, there's only 34. That's too young to go. Uh Yeah. He would be now, hold on, that was 03. So in 2013, he would have been 43. Hold on, this guy's my age. Oh my gosh, he's exactly, he's almost exactly my age. One month difference. Weird.
1: Are you, are you, do you like to know like how old people are because you want to, because that's how I am. I like to know how old people are and I get in trouble asking how old people are all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah. Because I, I like to sort of like, I don't know, it's a weird thing with me. It's like you and, and dead people. It's me and um, <laughs> yeah. I like to anchor myself in relation to their timeline. And I get really excited when someone is like within a year of my age. Sure,
3: sure. No, I know that feeling. I um, Yeah, I don't know why, especially if it's somebody, in a, you know, someone famous. Like I don't see people at the store and go. Excuse me. Can I find out how old you are? I think well, you're not right random
1: people I don't know, but yeah. I, I definitely still ask people that I I do know all the time how old they are. And like I said, apparently apparently, it's still a thing that people don't like you to ask how old they are. You know what phrase I hate
3: almost more than anything else in this world? It's this phrase. It's um, age is just a number. Because it's not. It's also the slow degradation of tissue and yeah. cells and the uh, eventual uh, getting tired and your back
1: hurts stuff man it ain't just a number it's, it's a nu- it's just a number in so much as like any measurement is just a number it's a number that measures how 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 long you've been alive and um maybe how much time you
2: have left
3: yeah it's a gauge <laughs> of things it's not just a freaking number i hate that Tries me nuts. when yeah. people say that. I understand what they're trying to say. They're trying to say you don't need to be uh, you. Your day doesn't need to be determined by this arbitrary thing that people think is old or young or whatever it may be. No, I know what you're saying, yeah. say but go say it a, a but different way.
1: Say it differently. Like when people say you're as old as you feel like you are or as you think you are. I, I agree with that. You can, you know, if you feel young, you probably, you know, that's that's what matters. Yeah. You know.
3: Well, here's what happens. Last night, I got completely uh, absorbed and hooked on this new video game I will talk about in length on Core this week. But I've been after these, like, survivor Vampire Survivor-like games. Yeah. Uh, that game is a big hit on Steam and is headed everywhere else. I think Xbox gets it soon. Uh, but it's, you know, a little rudimentary in terms of, like, presentation. <laughs> it's like they literally took old sprites from Castlevania games and used them in the yeah. game. So it's just a little dirty and crusty, and it's fine. It's a good game. It's amazing because it ends up, it ended up spawning all these, not ripoffs, but these sort of, you know, it's like, it's like any other huge hit, Minecraft or something. It's like, oh, now there's a million like these, and then they've all got their own little right. twist to things. And anyway, I've been kind of on a hunt to find my favorite, and I think I may have found it. Uh, Brotato was my favorite. Still kind of is. We're right up there together, but this new one's called Soulstone Survivors. They even mm-hmm. put a Survivors in there. Um, but it's the f- it's the first one I've played that's fully 3D, uh, oh. like modern engine, physics, particle effects, like all that stuff. And it's uh, a dopamine factory. And I played this thing till 2, and then I tried to sleep, and it didn't work. <laughs> so yeah. age isn't just a number, all right? Sometimes it's, a, a, it's, it's your brain is effed by what you did for four hours.
1: Before, yeah, because right? you used to be able to stay up until 2 and then get up at... F- six or seven and be fine
3: yeah it was like nothing oh i had three hours of sleep that's fine that's fuel enough for my day No man
1: yeah Uh, i remember i remember having a contest one time with my friends we were like we're just gonna see if we how late how long we can stay up and we could like made it like 40 something hours and we were in college and I, just the thought of staying up like twenty four hours now, like
3: oh my gosh, dude! That's why I'll never commit <laughs> to like a marathon for a charity or something. I can't do it.
1: Oh yeah, we used to do this with uh, <clears throat> the the Shadowcasters Network that I used to, I used to run the tabletop gaming uh, media thing that I did, and we would do a, a fundraiser, sort of like a fundraiser drive for the raise some money for the for the business every year and um and we would give part of it away to charity and but that's not the important thing what it was was it was um <laughs> we would do a 36-hour streamathon yeah and uh and that was That's a lot. And again, no, fortunately it was many of us so we, not all of us had to stay up for the whole 36 hours but most of us were up for out of out of those 36 hours we were probably up at least you know i was up at least like 30 of it it's a young man's <laughs> game is what we're getting at here yeah you know? i, I, can't I get it anymore. and if oh, you can God. do that if
3: you can do a 24-hour uh, game-a-thon and make a bunch of money for children's networks or whatever you do that's great yeah hats off to you i am no longer capable of such things okay
1: but Soulstone survivors is good huh oh I it's check so it out.
3: good and it's it's uh it's early access 10 bucks so it's cheap um Although it's about five bucks more than most of these, but it, this one this one really is a bigger production, so deeper metagame, deeper systems. Um, cool. Uh, tons of characters unlock, all this cool stuff, and I love the engine. The music's really good. Something I always pay attention to. It's rad, so check it out, everybody. And it plays on... Oh, and, and it doesn't say it's Steam Deck certified because it's brand new, but it totally works 100% flawlessly on my Steam Deck. So.
1: Well, you know that. I'm a Steam Decker.
3: You are a Steam Decker. The upper Steam Decker. All right. Uh, I got a quick science text that I'd like to read before we bring in Dunaway and have some fun, uh, because mm. Bobby made a game, you guys, uh, or, a, you know, not a video game, but, a you know, a <laughs> trivia game, uh, because Brian's not here, but we're still going to do it today. So stick around for that. But in the meantime, uh, here is a, a text that we got. Let me see if I can find where the frick this is. There we go. Uh, this is from Ryan from Michigan. And over there, they call them Mich- Michiganders. 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 I think Michigan so. Anders, I don't know. Michiganians. Says, Michiganians. That's even better. Says TMS Bobby science suggestion with the recent asteroid coming very close to Earth. It might be fun subject to talk about near Earth objects and the Torino scale. So is that interesting to you at all as a thing, as a topic? The Grand the- Torino scale. Um, <laughs> it's just a
1: grumpy old man out in space. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. He's, he's just yelling at asteroids to get off of our lawn. I feel bad. Um, I've
3: never seen Gran Torino. I always hear it's it's one to see, and I haven't seen it.
1: So Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Can't so. speak to it. So take our uh, jokes about this movie that we haven't seen for what they're worth. <laughs> yeah, virtually nothing. Um but what do you think Tarino of the scale is yeah. is uh, it's interesting in that it's it's in in how it how it gauges uh threat level of, of an asteroid. So it's from like 0 to 10, 0 being not a threat and 10 being we're all gonna die. <laughs>
3: Sounds like a, it's like a DEFCON kind of scale. Is that the deal?
1: Well, you know? I think I mean I don't know. DEFCON is just used for a totally different sort of thing, and it's I think goes in the opposite direction. So, um, but this is uh, it's calculated based on the size of the potential of the near Earth object. They don't call them asteroids because some could be meteors, asteroids, comets, whatever. Right. Um, they call them near Earth objects. They they look at the size of it, and and based on the size of it, they can determine the kinetic energy that it will, um, that like it has. Like if its impact is five million atomic bombs or whatever. Like megatons, yeah, megatons, megatons yeah. of energy. Right. Um. Uh. And so then, and then they use that and they cross check it with the probability that it will actually hit the Earth. And then wherever it falls on this, it's sort of like, you know, you find on one axis, you find the energy that it carries. And then on the other axis, you go over to how likely is it to hit the earth? And then you find a threat level, you know?
5: Mm -hmm.
1: Let me ask you this.
3: uh, Let me ask you this. If if one of these things big enough to do, let's say, 5,000 megatons or, you know, capable of an extinction level event yeah type impact on the planet and let's say it happened on the exact opposite of where i'm sitting let's wherever that is i don't know what that is somewhere in china or something but the exact opposite like polar opposite of where scott is sitting today it hits over there how long till i know, feel it <laughs> or oh my or, gosh do i have a, a minute like... do i have a five minutes do i have like an hour a
1: day i don't know how that travels i don't get it so five thousand megatons and you said, like, it's guaranteed to hit? Because you said it hit. So it Yeah, let's say it's a guaranteed to
3: hit. to hit, and smack dab across, across the earth from me is where it lands. The other side of the circumference is where it lands. Yeah,
1: 5,000 megatons gives it a 9 out of 10 on this scale. <laughs> oh, my lord. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it means it's capable of causing unprecedented regional devastation for a land impact... Or the threat of a major tsunami for an ocean impact, such events occur on average between once per uh, between once per ten thousand years and once per hundred thousand years. So it's not even outside the the range of. That's not even in the public. millions. Yeah,
3: people win lotteries with harder uh, harder odds than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: like so, that. So um,
1: I would guess. I don't know. That's the funny thing is the scale doesn't actually tell you how much damage it will do it just says how much of a threat is it okay um and so so
3: i might be okay is what you're saying maybe i mean there's going to be an economic impact there's going to be a billion other things that happen as a result we may even have you know utah's pretty landlocked so you know maybe we have uh, we become uh, oceanfront property at that point i don't know but the point is like <laughs> it is possible if you're on the other side of that that you might you might be all right. That ar- the Armageddon. I don't know. You know, Bruce Willis uh, can't couldn't save us for whatever reason, and now hit hits everyone dies except those who are on the opposite end of the hit. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That would be a fun thing to explore, though, is different sizes and where they hit in relation to us, and and what kind of things that they would do. Maybe I'll maybe I'll look into that, and it might be a fun thing to talk about next Tuesday when when I come on.
3: Yeah. Um, And that'll give you some time for a little research. I like it.
1: So there you go. Preview, guys. Uh, A little teaser. We're going to talk about how scared you should be.
3: Yeah. How (laughs) scared should you be? Tune in next Tuesday for more. That was link baiting. That's okay, though. We're happy to link-bait when we need to. Let's get uh, Brian Dunaway up here and in it, because today is contest day, and I'm going to have a fun way of uh, who's going to win this, so I'll explain that in a second. But before I do, here's this. Ladies and gentlemen, also in South Carolina today, we got. That's weird having you both from there. Anyway, it's Brian Dunaway. Hi, Brian Dunaway. What's going on?
6: Why is that weird? Oh, hi, Scott and Bobby.
3: Yeah, how's it going? Hey, how far are you apart from each other? You guys are like, what? If you had to drive to each other's house, what are we talking here? Like an hour? Two
6: hours. Uh, Actually, knowing about two hours, yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, probably about Columbia. Columbia to. Yeah, well, maybe not the way I drive. (laughs) So it's probably about an hour and a half.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah.
6: Okay. Look at you. you. If we're being If we're being honest, it depends on how, how close is. you are to yeah. Right, how
1: close are you to twenty right How mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. See, Bobby knows. Bobby is, knows. Hold on a second. That's how twenty
1: six is. How
6: twenty six
3: <laughs> is what? You're like main. It's like ri fifteen kind of thing.
6: It's like, like the interstate. The interstate. Really okay. It is the interstate, and it's the it's the. It's the best place to go sit for two hours if somebody has an accident because it doesn't move.
3: Yeah. Ever. Yeah. 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 Slow and poopy.
1: Uh, Although if I'm yeah. to if I'm to brag about living where I live in the state, we have Brian, we have three interstates here in Columbia.
3: What? Oh. Um, what? That's true. That's true. You probably <laughs> have, have the you probably have, have the too. one that if I got on I-15 and drove east, I would eventually hit whatever that is one of your one of your interstates. Is what would happen? We'd split off at some you'd, point. You'd
1: have to change. We don't have 15 come through here.
3: No, but I'd have to. I'd split no. off into whatever does come through there, right? Like there'd be I there'd guess. be some fork somewhere.
6: If you want to make it here, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> if you want to actually get here, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want any back roads and like weird, you know, uh, b- b- harmonica playing. Hey, what you looking for, boy? I don't want. Oh, any of that. look.
5: I,
6: first of all, that doesn't exist in South Carolina. <laughs> That's right. That's all make make Scott. And you're thinking of Georgia, whatever. <laughs> yeah hey I got a thing to say right. about your
3: uh sitting senator uh um uh, Lindsey Graham please don't no here it is I have oh, okay. to, I have to share it I think Lin. this is not political at all But what I'm gonna say Certainly. uh I always like to think what certain people of uh like notably people in public smell like I think Lindsey right. Graham smells like room temperature tapioca pudding
6: right that's not a political statement that is a personal attack and I agree with you (laughs) I mean no no matter what side you're on on the fence of Republican or Democrat you can't look at Lindsey Graham and go that's a good choice it's gotta be on the the issues right it can't be because of anything else no but also
3: he smells like pudding is my point Uh, All right, hey look at this you're here we're gonna play a game now how it's gonna work everybody Bobby will explain how the game works and all that but what I'm gonna do is Brian and I are both going to choose somebody at random in the chat room that we want to play for all right so all right. this is a little bit weird we haven't done it this way before but we're going to do this so i'm going to choose for example ida bloke is going to be my surrogate or i'll be his surrogate here in the game brian uh Dunaway, you just got to pick a pick somebody in there doesn't matter pick who Pick your favorite Pick your favorite. <laughs> you can be your favorite it can well, be I, random I, I don't care I'll- whatever
6: I don't want to do a favorite. I'm going to do random. I'm closing my eyes. I'm going to have my finger on the screen. I'm going to open it. Whoever's there is the person. It's uh, Annika Karagapital. How do you say I'm going to pick somebody else. I can't say that.
5: Yeah, Larry Kenobi. (laughs)
3: Larry Kenobi. All right. Larry (laughs) Kenobi. Everyone remembers Larry Kenobi. Let's do that. (laughs)
1: Uh, so, got, <laughs> is regretting the <laughs> name their their choice now.
3: Yeah, nicely done. So, I got Ida Blow. Uh, you got Larry Kenobi, uh, one of the lost Kenobi brothers, and we're going to have them be <laughs> the potential winners of Book of Demons on Steam. This is one of my favorite weird indie oh. titles on Steam. Um, I think That's we talked about good. it back on the Boop Show in the day. It's an amazing, weird kind of like. I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like Diablo, but with a whole different way of playing. It's it's very, very odd. One of my favorites. And um, also, I doubt anyone has it because it was really under the under the uh, radar. But it's a great little sleeper hit. Book of Demons. Free on Steam. We'll see how we do. All right, Bobby, how's this game going to work? What are we doing?
1: We're going to play another instance of... Uh, you, we're going to call it Science or Not. Oh! Uh. Science! <laughs> Alright, um, so the idea here is I'm going to give Scott and Brian uh, some statements that may be true or false. Okay. You know, science or not, and you have to it's decide fine. who it is. Um, so my thought is, the way we do this, is you just take turns, yeah. and you have to decide whether or not it's science. But a little twist to it would be that it's n- the other person can try to, based on their own knowledge, does not have to keep their mouth shut. You can try to sway... Your your opponent. Oh, I like, like these, this. Are, these okay. are tricky. Okay. These are tricky. So you got to consider that the other person who's trying to sway you might not actually, you know, they're probably swaying you in what they think is to the wrong direction, but they might not actually know the mm-hmm. real answer. Yeah. So this right. instead what of a phone, true,
6: a, what a true reflection
1: of society today.
6: Yeah. No exactly. kidding. Exactly.
3: No kidding. This is like instead of phone a friend, this is phone a fiend. Is what this is yeah,
1: exactly. Mm. All right, let's try it. Maybe that's the name of this game. Yeah, phone um, <laughs> beans. All right, we'll see how this goes. This might end terribly, but you know what? Who cares?
3: Who cares? It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> Who cares? Someone wins a right. game. That's what matters. All right, go. All right, here we go. So, first question is going to be for uh, Brian because he's from South Carolina. All right, fair enough. Bias, yes. Bias. Agreed. All right. Yeah. So, Brian representing um, someone in the chat room whose name I can't remember. Uh, Larry Kenobi. Larry so Kenobi. Yep. Larry Kenobi. Uh, here, here's your. Here's the statement. You have to decide whether it's true or false. Of all the major types of ecosystems on Earth, like forests, grasslands, deserts, tundra, freshwater, and marine, forests produce the majority of... Of Earth's oxygen, with the rainforest alone being responsible for 20% of the total oxygen on Earth. So, is that science f- fact or science fiction, Brian? Is that Brian? true
6: or false? Hmm. Science fact or science
1: fiction? Well,
6: if Fern hmm. Gully taught me anything and it didn't, Fern Gully? Uh, let's see. <laughs> I haven't What's thought, of Fern, I haven't Gully, thought yeah. of
3: Fern Gully in about 20 years. That's amazing. Nice, nice poll.
6: That's, that's, that's too bad. That's too bad. So, my options were the forest and what was the other what's the other what's the other well you know on, you're not the, picking
3: Earth? you're not picking which one you're saying is the statement oh, i'm that trying the, to pick he because he, he's okay, his okay, statement okay, okay, is yeah. the forest is responsible for that huge amount of it like the vast majority is
6: that true you, or is you, something else to it yeah uh uh i you it would you would think it'd be true because it feels <laughs> like it'd be true and you watch fern gully and you're about to go mm-hmm, watch mm-hmm. avatar yeah but as you know probably is 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 false
1: so false is your answer. Uh, I have oh, no way. I have answer.
6: no idea which way
3: to steer him because I'm not actually sure. Well, false.
1: Either. False is his answer. You lost your chance anyway, Scott. And right. the answer is false. You are correct.
3: Nice. Well done, Brian. So that yeah. that's
1: right. Um, the forest is it, so small. <laughs> well, it's commonly thought that the forest, like forests and trees and everything, produce a ton of oxygen, and they do. Um, but marine ecosystems, the oceans and seas yes. and everything, produce the majority of oxygen in the world. In fact, it's estimated fifty to seventy percent.
3: So, where's that coming yeah. from? Is that coming from sea, uh, like uh, plant life in the sea, or
1: what's yeah? The deal? There's a lot of plant life in the sea: plankton, seaweed, yeah. all sorts of stuff.
6: Okay. See, we got yeah. we got that South Carolina education. We went to the same schools. Right. So you're screwed, Scott. Oh you're man, screwed.
3: I am I am screwed. Utah yeah, just yeah, taught yeah. me and that. And the oceans uh,
1: are also really big.
3: Yeah. They are big, right? Like, they're like, vast. Like you
1: said, Huge. Brian, the forests aren't that big. Yeah. No, yeah, the no oceans, not in comparison.
3: The oceans are vast, is what they like to say. Yes, they're
1: vast. Yeah, they're vast. Um, all right, Scott, you ready for one? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Uh stomach acid mm-hmm. is so strong that it can dissolve bones and even metal.
3: Oh. Mm. Uh this is a
1: boy. Bones and metal. Metal bone. <laughs> <laughs>
5: not bones yes, and also
1: maybe even your metal bones
3: is there a metal is there a specific metal that we're talking about here i guess i can't I maybe mean, probably it's probably supposed to be general for a reason
6: that's here. a little too granular
3: yeah, yeah um because that makes me think possibly it could it could affect something like aluminum but i don't know oh sorry british people aluminium
6: or have you ever tried to eat a, you ever tried to eat the bone in with the chicken and just Just keep the bone in all the way down.
3: Yeah. I have done that. Yeah. Um, Don't let your dog do it. You know what? That actually helps me with this answer. I'm going to say false. It's not strong enough because because dogs and stuff aren't supposed to eat chicken bones. And if they could, they would just, if it wasn't a problem, their stomachs would just eat it up, but they don't because it's a problem. So I don't, I don't, I say no. False.
1: All right. Your answer is false. Well, the real answer is true. Ah, damn it. Yes. Of course Uh, it is, Scott. It's all right. Of course, yeah, it keep can't that stuff on the inside. Yeah. Stomach acid. So the reason that dogs aren't supposed to eat chicken bones is because they could choke on it. Yeah, um, Odge
6: in their throat. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Hydrochloric acid is the is the name of the acid that's in your stomach, and it has a pH of between one and two, which is almost as low as the it can get, almost as acidic as something can get. Wow. Um, and you might be wondering, how then does it not eat through your stomach? <laughs> if it can eat through metal and bone, right, and it's because your your body produces a, a mucus and a bicarbonate inside of it that that helps to protect the inside of your stomach.
3: Yeah, in it's fact, a weird, it's wild, isn't it? That we have yeah.
6: that. Scott, totally your your me. body is a wonderland. It is a wonderland. Really <laughs> is. Come
3: explore it. <laughs> yeah,
6: here, <clears throat> this
3: is the thing. I uh, I feel like if, if there's a time factor here, because in my head I'm thinking. You know, you see somebody with hydrochloric acid in the video or something, and they drop a penny in there, and it immediately just starts to corrode. It feels like that's true in your in your scenario here with stomach acid and a bone, but it's a slower process. Otherwise, dogs could eat the bones, and they would d- disintegrate before they got to be a problem. Or even humans, It certainly humans, is that a matter.
1: slow process. Like, yeah. you're not going to yeah. swallow a penny, and then it just get dissolved before you poop it out, right? Right.
3: No. In fact, I've... Right. I've... Well, I'll admit to this. When I was a kid... I swallowed a quarter. They freaked out because I thought I was going to choke on it. I know it was a big big old freaking, maybe it's why my head's so big. I don't know.
6: Save this for later.
3: Got next, I said, and (laughs) put it in my throat and swallowed it. (laughs) And then then later, uh, two hours later, or however long it was, uh, out came the quarter. And I won't say in what condition. Yeah. Uh excellent. This is great. All right. So Brian you're up by 1 here. It's 1 to 0. Yep. yep. Uh, 1 to 0. All right. In.
1: I'll try to even the odds a little bit here. I've got one um that maybe might put uh trixie? Brian at a dif- disadvantage and Scott at oh, an advantage. Are you ready?
6: Yeah, ready. It's a, it's a trixie <clears throat> question. I got you. Yep. Give me.
1: Here we go. Ready? Despite other states having famous deserts like the Mojave in California and the Red Desert in Wyoming, Utah is the driest state in the United States with an average rainfall of only 11 inches. I can tell you that this is... Mm. Uh, this is for Brian, but if Scott, but can I try can try to you try to sway you. You can, you, can, you can sway me.
3: I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way, given given how hot, like other parts, like parts of Arizona and stuff, there's no way.
6: <laughs> right, right. Now, I, I lived in Arizona for a short time. Yeah, you did. Uh, back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh and uh, we have no deserts as I that I'm aware of in South Carolina. Uh you'll probably say, sure there is, Brian. There's a tiny <laughs> one over in whatever. Uh but I'm gonna say Scott is full of crap and it's true. Boom. The truth. Alright. You saying it's, it's true super that it's dry good dri- dri- thing. I've seen yeah, I've seen Scott. He's he's very dry. I only can imagine that it's because
3: of uh I'm very flaky desert. Yeah, I'm very ashy, flaky and very ashy very flaky. skin. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, just because it's hot somewhere doesn't mean it's it's uh it's dry, right? That's so. true. Right, right, right.
3: You know, admittedly, and Brian and Brian's been to Utah a couple of times. It's not um it's very yeah. uh not humid here. We just don't get humid. Yeah, Humid.
1: Yeah. So Well the answer is Yeah. yeah. The answer is that that statement is false. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was
6: false,
3: but you I thought you it. might think I was trying to, to dis- deter you. So I used your weird rule to exactly how it was meant. You there you go. I love him. the strategic thinking. Yeah, I knew that this wasn't true.
1: Is it Arizona, no. though? Because I actually don't know. Nope. So Utah is actually the second driest state in the in the country yeah. with an average rainfall yeah. of, yes, 11 inches. But Nevada... Is drier by just a few uh, percentage points of, uh, or just a few decimal places, 10.3 inches of average rainfall in Nevada. Yeah.
3: Now, if you're saying alcohol use, I can promise you Nevada is very wet. Oh. <laughs> And very we are clever. very dry here. So yes. I uh, should
1: have clarified. <laughs> <laughs>
3: awesome. No, that's cool. So uh, I actually didn't know we were number two. That surprised me yeah. a little bit.
1: There's an average of three hundred number two, Yeah, yeah. There's an average of three hundred sunny days per year in, in Utah. Really?
3: That sounds yep. about right. I mean, today we're but, uh, we're very wet, rainy, and cold, but uh, it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow. And somehow thirty two degrees all day.
1: But it's still very cool it's still mm. very dry. The US average is thirty eight inches of rainfall a year. South Carolina gets fifty inches of rainfall a yeah.
6: year. Yeah, we're like it's like swampy down here, man. Yeah. Every yeah. time you walk outside it's like, God, yep. why so much humidity.
1: Some some of that is just people being confused at how much water is in the air they think it's raining.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Dude, when I yeah. was in Mississippi, I felt like that every day. You'd take a shower, you'd walk outside and go, Why did I even bother? what was the point yeah yeah
6: i guess I, i'm, I'm clean at the but i'm still wet before yeah. i've looked weather before and saw 100 humidity and i'm like oh then it's raining no <laughs> it's just that humid outside yeah right it feels like it's raining yeah yep. you poor people all right let's moving on
1: let's let's flip the tables a little bit or s- switch them around or whatever the saying is <laughs> um and uh and and do one about uh that that Scott might be at a disadvantage. Wait, does that mean for, I ready? got a
3: point or I didn't get a point?
1: You got a point. No, no. no I did not get a. You no just points. didn't get a point.
3: I just didn't get a point. And right. uh, meaning Brian's still one. I'm still zero.
1: You helped prevent Brian from. Getting there we out. go. Okay. Right, right. now's you my chance me to tie. by
6: the and held me down.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brian is still in the lead with one point, and you have zero. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Venus flytraps, arguably the poster child of the carnivorous plant world, is native only to the Carolinas Cincinnati oh Oh, Um, yeah
3: Cincinnati a few of you will get that joke Venus flytrap is local to Cincinnati come on somebody got that joke right (laughs) I did not has nobody seen uh, I got WKRP it. in Cincinnati? W-K-R-P nobody
6: in Cincinnati. Uh, oh Lord. They, oh my god, they're dr- the turkeys are are coming down. Yeah. Before my it's, time. Uh, before my
3: time. Yeah. No wait, <laughs> so say, so Venus flytrap the fly, the flowers or the plant. It's a
1: carnivorous right. plant. It's, it's the one that, you know, mm. it's got the teeth and, and I have, <laughs> yep, I have one right to, here. Native to the Carolinas, native to South native, Carolina. Native not just to the Carolinas, but only to the Carolinas. Oh, my gosh.
3: And I have one right here, Scott. You want to see it? This, no. <laughs> they freak me out. Is, I don't like them. Is that true? Is that true It'll or false? They freak you out. Oh, they totally freak me out. Name another plant that's that weird, man. It's like, oh, hey, I'm uh, just a plant. Come on over. a little I bug gets inside. It's just
6: <clears throat> mostly bugs. Come on. I don't
3: mean that. I don't mean it's gross. I mean, it's just... I, that plant's... That's It's got a thought. It's like a little... Yeah. C- c- I mean, it doesn't, but it's got... You know what I mean? It's a creature that's got uh, movement. and too in con- many Little Shop of Horrors. That's freaky to me. Um, okay. Feed me, Scott. Those two. There's no way. You know what? I'm going to say no way. It's got to be some other. South America, somebody somewhere else has got these things. So I'm saying no. It's not native there.
1: All right. You're saying false. Well, the answer is true. Ah, damn it. Oh. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> really? Yep. They are only native to uh, to a, a part of the world that is that goes between North Carolina and South Carolina. It's a small part right outside of Myrtle Beach, um, and uh, and it's got a there's a nutrient poor, acidic soil there that supports Venus flytraps. Um, so it's very rare. It's the only place in the world where they grow. In fact, it's illegal to pick them in the wild. Really?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's a Class H felony in North Carolina. In fact, you can get up to twenty-five months in prison if you oh, do it. Oh my gosh! Are they? Wow! Are I didn't they, know.
6: I didn't know it was that serious. Are they, wow! Are they, uh, well, that's
1: because in South Carolina, we only give you like five to thirty days. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> right, are they yeah. endangered or yeah, that's something? That's what I would expect. Are they endangered?
3: Yeah. Is that the
1: deal? They're not endangered. Yeah, they're just rare. <laughs> yeah. So they're just trying. They're just trying to protect the fact that they only live naturally natively here but um but you can get like a a permit to collect them from private lands but not public parks or anything like that
3: that's wild to me all right i I feel like uh, this was all worth it because i learned something even though i didn't get a point
1: well that's the point right yeah that is the point. education
3: all right uh brian your turn what do you got
1: for him all right he's we gotta do one one more each to even things out right you gotta do we started with Brian, so we got to end with Whoa. Scott. So one more each. You ready? This yep. is your last chance. Do yep. it to get a point, Scott. Okay. All right. Um. So. So. Uh. Brian. Do it. Here's uh. Here. Here we go. Ready? There are true or false. Let's go, buddy. Are, oh, and if, by the way, if I, on, I make it, if huh?
3: I get it right, then we have to do a tiebreaker after that because we'll be one. I have
1: one. a tiebreaker ready. Okay. If it happens
3: Okay. Go for it. All right.
1: So, uh, true or false, Brian? There are more trees on Earth than there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Mm, the Milky oh, Way galaxy. Is, a hard
5: one. is oh. it?
6: Mm.
3: I don't even want to direct him because I think I'll accidentally get him right. I'm not doing it.
6: This is you're on your own here, dude. Um, <laughs> trying to think. There. More phrase that question one more time. So there are more trees where? On Earth. There there
1: are more Again. trees on Earth. <laughs> uh, there are more trees right. on Earth, Mars, Venus, and Saturn together. <laughs> <laughs> now you're than, just than, trying
6: to make it confusing.
1: Um, there are more trees are on Earth stars. than there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Correct. That's, that's Milky Way the, galaxy. the statement
6: right i think if you said like the the whole thing definitely not but just the milky way galaxy oh god
1: i don't know I'm, i i don't know that it's really hard to think in large numbers like this isn't it it, it, it really kind of is, is yeah. um i love this stuff though
6: i'm gonna say
1: i'm gonna say that
6: Ah, uh, it's true. It's got it's true, right? Because I'm just trying to think of all the little saplings and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So you say I, true.
3: Uh, Brian says true.
6: Milky Way Milky Way galaxy doesn't have as it has a lot of stars. Tons. <laughs> but Megatons. I, Megatons. I can't think of that. You're right, Bobby. I can't think of that terms. I'm gonna say that there's more trees than the
1: stars. Alright. Well the answer is True. Damn it! You yep. got it right. That is true. You, you rat bastard. You got it right. Uh, estimates are that there total? are there are four hundred billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Right. Yeah. Um. But there are, by 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 best estimates, scientists have there are three trillion trees on Earth. Oh my gosh! Wow.
3: That's a lot yeah. of trees, dude.
6: Because yeah. you're thinking of all the big trees, right? When you, well, when you big trees, trees little like, trees, big trees, all
3: trees. You know what? Yeah. Trees are freaking everywhere. You're not wrong. Like, they're yeah. everywhere. So <laughs>
1: They still can't produce as much oxygen as the oceans, though. Yeah,
3: that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So despite all of that, <laughs> that's crazy. All right. I love that. Well, I love that the amount of trees on Earth doesn't increase <laughs> if you include other planets within our system. I think that's great. <laughs> that's
6: what. I, that was hilarious. Yeah.
3: Sorry for them. Sorry, Mars. Uh, well, that means uh, that Brian won, and that means that's his true. his winner, Larry Kenobi, uh, wins this copy of Book of Demons. Uh, Larry Kenobi, I'm going to send you a private message in the thing. Let's see where are you? You're right there. Uh, how do I do that? There it is. A whisper. I'm going to send you a whisper with your code. Uh, directly through twitch uh so you can go enjoy your code right now it's sent uh you send me a little thanks or something to let me know you got it you don't have to say thanks you can say whatever you want you don't. Have, you don't have to <laughs> you think better be polite <laughs> yeah you don't have to be polite uh but you won congratulations brian dunaway well done dude look at you with your with your with your funky business you did it
6: Nice job. uh, Yeah, which is good because I needed a win. I keep losing the half-asses, so maybe at least I could win this.
1: Yeah, we'll make more of these. uh, I definitely did not skew it in favor of my South Carolina brother. No,
6: of course not. Oh, of course not. Of course not. I'll catch you later, Bobby, for lunch. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> two, two hours later. Uh, here, by the way, is what uh, uh, you get. Brian. Congratulations. You're, You're a aware. winner. Scott Fletcher had to have his say, and you are truly a winner today. Check out last night's Play Retro episode. We did it all about the 16-bit era of wrestling games and had a blast doing it. And uh, this weekend, we're also doing a film sack, which Brian is also a part of. Uh, we are doing, I forgot. Oh, Westworld, the movie Westworld.
6: Westworld with Yul Brenner.
3: Yul Brenner, the Yul 70s thing. The Michael Crichton screenplay. All of that, that's that's coming up this week. Brian Dunaway, kiss our butts. See ya. No, you. Oh, he got it in, damn it. Man, what are you going to do? All right. We have enough time, Bobby, for one news story. Thank goodness. I know. And it goes like this. <laughs> Today's news is brought to you by All Around Science. Bobby, tell me about that podcast and where people can get it.
1: All Around Science is the podcast I do with my esteemed co-host, Mora, and we, uh, we talk about science every week. Just all sorts of fun, exciting things about science. People email us or call us with questions about science. We answer them all the time, so... We do that. Episodes come out on Mondays, but, you know, the days episodes come out don't really matter. People say that, but what does it matter? You can download it anytime you want. It's called All Around Science.
3: Yeah, there it is. Go get it. It's wherever you get your podcasts, as we always say here on the show. Let's get to this story here about a Florida traveler. All right. Not a Florida man, but a Florida traveler stuffed his gun into a raw chicken and Hmm. tried to bring it on the plane. Mm.
1: Now, I've heard of people you think doing was this. It's just like, uh oh, I have him with this gun. I need to get it on the plane. What, what's around me? A uh, chicken. Yeah, exactly.
3: I've heard of people doing this where they'll take, like, their, I don't know, their weed pen, their e pen weed thing, which is not legal to travel state to state with, Uh, and put it in their, like, makeup bag. So they it looks like a little, just another eyeliner, another yeah. lipsticky thing, whatever. They just kind of hide it in there. And they can sort of get away with it. Maybe that's what he thought he was doing here. It's like, Maybe he thought they would confuse the gun with like the wishbone. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But they're just like, hey, uh, I got to hide this gun. Where should I put
1: it? Raw chicken.
3: Seemed like a bad idea.
1: Anyway, perspective. Was it Air like tra- a whole chicken? I guess, yeah, continue. I'll,
3: can, I'll <laughs> continue on. Perspective Air Traveler was roasted by the. Tra- get it? Roasted. Oh, boy. By the Transportation Security Administration. That's TSA for short. On social media on Monday after officers from the federal agency said it caught a person trying to conceal a gun inside a raw chicken stashed in their carry-on luggage. The weapon was flagged by TSA at Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood Airport in Florida, where, uh, let's see, uh, officers found it wrapped in what looked like thin paper, uh, some sort of packaging, and hidden inside the raw chicken. So they don't actually get into where in the chicken. It's got to be right up through the, the bung hole or the neck hole.
1: Are right. you allowed to have raw
3: chicken in your luggage? No. See, this is where the problem <laughs> this is where I have a problem. It's not that they can or can't. It's that if it's if it's gone bad, it's not in a refrigerated state. <laughs> I I don't think you're I don't think you're allowed. They probably have some guidelines.
1: You know? I just looked up on the TSA.gov and they say that um meat, seafood, and other non liquid food items are permitted on both your carry-on and checked bags. Really? As long as it's packed with ice or ice packs in a cooler or okay. other container.
3: Okay. Yeah, and he didn't do that. So uh, okay. He did have it in his carry-on luggage, though. Let's see. It was a raw chicken. Posted on... Uh, the Instagram account Monday showed photos of the uncooked bird being examined in an airport security area and the gun once it was removed and unwrapped. Uh, there's, a, there's a personal foul here, says the post. That's pretty great. Oh, boy. The plot chickens as we barrel our way closer to Thanksgiving, they said. Get it? The plot chickens? I, I Instead do of thickens. Say uh, it says, for us, it's a time to be thankful that our officers are always working around the cluck to keep you safe.
1: Take, but, for instance, there's, s- there's oh, I think right. there needs to be a, a density limit for puns. In- <laughs> <laughs>
3: They've exceeded it already, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like, I don't mind a lot of puns. Like this many puns is fine, actually spread it out though <laughs> you know,
5: well, they, like, the
3: very next sentence they said, take this for in- take for instance this hen you believe it, get it Hen uh, th- hen you believe it that's yeah,
1: that's a just changing one word that sounds like another word that's a lazy pun like I need a... yeah, yeah,
3: well, here it gets worse. we hate to beak it to you here. Oh, I what? hate that one. What is that
1: even supposed to? We hate to oh break it. Like yeah, they took break it. Ar- hate okay. to
3: break it to you, but instead, beak it to you. Uh, but stuffing a firearm in your holiday bird for travel is just bad. based... Uh, sorry, is just a waste of time. You see, this idea oh wasn't God. even half baked. It was raw, greasy, and obviously unsupervised. The only roast happening here is this poor packed choice, packing choice rather. The caption continued, adding, "Feather you like it or not." Jesus. These are the <laughs> <laughs> these are the rules for traveling with guns and ammunition. All right, so that's all they said, and it's super dumb, and I'm glad we talked about it. It's fantastic news.
1: I like puns.
3: I do too, but I don't like them in rapid succession like this.
1: Yeah, this... this, cause, And I'm always trying to defend the pun. hmm But th- this... The, the person who wrote this is making it really hard. <laughs> Much
3: like guns, I think we should probably have tighter restrictions on rapid fire <laughs> yeah. pun capabilities yeah. you know like if you if you can shoot out that many puns at once that's too many that's too much it's too much you need to be able to like you have to go through extra uh, you know security to, to get one of those I think anyway I it's real dumb I'm glad we shared it now we can move on uh, to take our break when we come back uh, it's going to be a little uh, time spent with Tom Merritt we're going to see what's going on in the world of tech today And he'll be the one bringing it. So stick around for that. We got recommendals after that. I know at least Randy will be here. I've got a recommendal. Uh, You may have something to recommend. I don't know. You know, I don't want to see see things. We'll see. Ooh, another clickbait. Stay tuned and find out on this episode. Anyway, so that's coming up in a second. Before that, we're going to take a quick song break. Uh, Brian, very kindly, put together all the song stuff for me uh, before he left. So I knew what was going on. And our first song that we're going to play today is an indie in the middle, as it often is. And this was sent to him via, let's see, who are the folks that sent him this? This is P-I-A-S, I'm not sure. Oh, play it again, Sam Records, I guess. Something like mm-hmm. that. Anyway, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Kerala Dust has a new single called Red Light, and uh, this is part of their upcoming album, Violet Drive, out on February seventh, uh, 17th, rather, 2023. So this is early release uh, for this thing. The Berlin-based British band formed in London. And now they're in Ber- Berlin, which, I don't know, sounds like World War II stuff to me, but whatever. Uh, this song was uh, inspired by, let's see, by this very long playlist of Cuban music. Uh, so you kind of know what you're in for here. Anyway, I'm going to play it now. When we come back, uh, Tom Merritt. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. Red
5: figures and
2: don't want this to end in a toxified garbage pit ruled by Nazis. Why don't you get some holograms of those babies?
3: The Morning Stream. If I tilt my head to the side, I sound better. And we're back. That song once again was uh, Red Light via uh let's see carilla i want i hope i'm saying that right Kerala dust is the band and thanks again to uh play it again sam records and coverville aka brian ibbett for giving me that thing so i could do it all right it's time for us to call tom i think bobby went to take a pee break he disappeared <laughs> i don't know where he went but it's okay Because uh, moving forward is never going backwards. And going backwards is not what we're interested in here on the show. So let's do
6: this. With the computer, as with any tool, the concept and direction must come
0: from the
2: man.
3: That man is Tom Merritt. He is the Lord of Tech, damn it. And he's uh, here to talk to us about it. Hi, Tom. How are you?
2: Yes, it's a hereditary office. uh, Lord of Tech.
3: Yeah. And well, I'm glad because uh, if it were, I mean, you, you may have had a real long night last night if it had to be electorate type stuff, you know. We don't want well, to have to vote point. for yeah. Lord of Tech, uh, so I'm happy to to see that uh, you know continue with you, and then you'll pass it down uh, when your time is up to whoever you see fit.
2: Right? realize that my hair is all messy,
3: like a proper Lord <laughs> with messy hair. Messy hair Lord. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's my lordly
3: hair. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, you don't have to worry about how your hair looks. Yeah, you're Tom Merritt. Damn it. Anyway, you've got titles.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, you have titles and lands, probably. <laughs> right, and you hold court. Things so like that. So
2: many hats.
3: Yeah, there you go. A hat will take care of everything. That's my motto. Uh, anyway, Tom Merritt here to talk about tech. It's the Daily Tech News Show's own Tom Merritt, and there's probably stuff floating around today about already about what we're going to talk about today on that show. What's going
2: on? I have a little bad news for Apple fans. Uh-oh. Uh, some researchers at MISC, uh, Tommy MISC and Talan Hajbakri, have found pretty well-documented evidence that Apple... Uh, is sending tracking info about your usage of Apple apps to itself. So so let's, let's set the boundaries here. This is not third-party. This is not them sharing data with advertisers. Uh, this is sending tracking data to themselves about your usage of Apple apps, not of third-party apps, of uh, the App Store, Music, Apple TV, Books, and Stocks, even if you have iPhone analytics turned off. And that's the key. Um, an operating system, you know, collecting analytics is is de rigueur. Windows has been doing it for decades, right? You get those pop-ups like, is it okay to, to send this data for, for troubleshooting purposes? And people say yes yeah. or no when they install Windows. Uh, Apple has an analytics setting uh, that says when you turn it off, it will disable the sharing of device analytics altogether. Uh, but these researchers found that even with that and personalized advertising uh, and all, all, all the collection settings they could find off, uh, that there is data about what you're tapping on, what you're searching, how long you look at a page being sent to an address at apple.com that has analytics in the name. Uh, one idea could be like, well, maybe this is syncing things, syncing behavior uh, for iCloud, but it is separate from mm-hmm. the things that are sent to iCloud to do the syncing. Uh, they did their due diligence. It's a good report. Uh, they first used a jailbroken iPhone running 14.6 so they could decrypt the traffic and see what was in it. That way they could say like, oh, OK, yeah, it's, it's logging your taps and your search results and device IDs and all of that. Uh, then they studied an iOS 16 stock. Uh, to see what it was doing because it wasn't jailbreak it broken they couldn't decrypt the packets but they were able to see that the same kinds of packets are sent at the same kinds of times because of the same kinds of actions so you can correlate that and say well it's likely that's containing the same kind of information uh, gizmodo has a, a a report on this they sort of asked these folks to do a little extra work And uh, Apple has not yet responded on this. It's not great. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not a great look. It's not the worst thing in the world for Apple to collect something about how you use the Apple phone. Uh, It is bad to say, we gave you a setting to stop us from doing that, and we're not respecting it.
3: Yeah, I don't like that at all. But the bigger issue for me is one of, um, you know, if if your stance as a company, and it has been theirs for a while now, uh, they get Tim Cook to stand up and talk about how data privacy is their number one priority with the with the iPhone, and we really respect that. And here are all the reasons why and how we do it. And they really disrupt the third party world tracking when they introduce some of those features, like ask this app not to track me, that sort of stuff. That really, yeah. you know, really threw a wrench into a lot of people's uh, plans. Like, you know, Facebook wasn't happy about that at all, and others. And I feel like if you're gonna plant that flag, you gotta it's not like if they'd have just been like at microsoft or google or anybody else and just sort of been well yeah there's some default stuff we capture and 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 we're just really talking about third party here fine that's what everybody does it's not even that weird but they made such a big deal about how this platform is the private one this is the one that cares about your privacy and we're going to go to great lengths to let you control your privacy and then to not do that in a in a however small but fundamental way is not good i don't like that uh i
2: i see a lot of very reasonable remarks in the chat right now about like well i mean they if you open an app they should know it and that's absolutely true uh this is more than just you open the app this is uh what you tapped on inside the apps uh what you searched for inside the apps what ads you saw in there in other words, linked to your device ID, right? It's one thing to be like, yeah, they need to know what ads were shown, of course, but but linked to your device ID. How long you looked at an app, your device ID, your screen resolution, your keyboard language, all packaged together so that they're correlated. Uh, so uh, I, I'm i looking for the, I'm always looking for the, this sounds bad, but this is why they're doing it. And uh, it. If you don't care, then you don't turn off the iPhone analytics and all of this is fine. I personally don't mind if they have this, if Apple has this information either. But if you gave me a setting that says you're going to be able to turn this off because you're uncomfortable with it, this does feel like the kind of information that should be covered by that.
1: Yeah, I agree. So so do you think that this is an issue of, of Apple, like, like, uh, of definitions, like Apple saying this, like us Mm -hmm. thinking this is what they meant when they said that they weren't tracking, but they meant something different and and yeah,
2: probably uh it, it, maybe this could be resolved with some some clearer uh language, yeah, yeah, uh it's possible because again, I don't think this is a horrible smoking gun of like, oh, Apple is deviously you know undermining your privacy uh it's it's just a matter of well i I don't want Apple to know that i'm searching for mental health apps and so i turned off the iphone analytics setting uh and now they have that anyway associated with a fingerprint of me my keyboard type, my screen resolution, which right. iPhone I have mm-hmm. um, yes, that is still technically anonymous but it's the kind of fingerprinting data that makes people uncomfortable especially if they're trying to be careful about you know where their data goes
3: yeah and again yeah. They, they they present this stuff as they are the one bastion of privacy and I just think that that put them in a corner where they really had to honor it. Like they if they're yeah. gonna if they're not gonna honor Again, it then what's the point?
2: It's not all the Apple apps. Uh, it's it's App Store, music, Apple TV, books, and stocks. Uh, and they tested Health and Wallet and found that those two apps send nothing, even if you have iPhone mm-hmm. Analytics on. Mm-hmm. They send nothing. So Health and Wallet are are totally walled off. They're not collecting anything from that.
3: That's good because those two are kind of key for yeah. privacy. Um, I was just looking. So apparently, so share iPhone analytics is a default on, um, and you can go turn it off. And it says, "Oh, and there's also an option to like click and see what data is being sent." I assume if I turn that off, I will stop getting those. Um, and they're just like analytics to 2022 11:02 something something dot ips. If I go turn it off. Oh they stay there but I want I, I yeah if it's if I wonder if for people who have had it off do they also show recent data in that data list like I don't know
2: well there's there's a difference between collecting it and showing it to you you could do that on device and there's no issue with that right right what what I think is getting people attention here is it's being sent to iphone analyticsapplecom Mm-hmm. And it's a, and it's a list of like here's the screen resolution, here's the device ID, here are the apps that they tapped on, here's what they searched for, here's how long they looked at it, uh, and and. Apple certainly, you know, in the in the maintenance of of operating the system uh, has a justification for collecting that. They very well may say like, oh, yes, that's collected. But if you have iPhone analytics off, it's discarded. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would rather it not be sent at all. That's a better policy. Uh, But Apple hasn't commented one way or the other on it.
3: Yeah, that's the other thing they do is they take their sweet time on that stuff. So they'll probably I don't know. Lawyer craft something up, or maybe never address yeah, they, they it. They never I, I like know.
2: to. Re- they prefer to just not respond at all, unless they have to. So we'll yeah. we'll see how big of a of a kerfuffle this becomes, and and whether they respond to it. And it's it's the kind of thing when I you know when I first saw this headline, I'm like, all right, what's getting blown out of proportion? But the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, well, there's there's a little something here. Yeah, uh, it's not huge, uh, it's not horrible, uh, but it is it is. Taking away user control, uh, where 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 you would like to have that kind of user control, and and like Bobby said, at at very worst, it's probably a misunderstanding of Apple saying, "Well, no, we're always going to collect that for maintenance purposes, for tracking purposes." In which case, let me know that. I would rather be able to turn it on or off. Uh, like I said, I don't really mind if they have it personally, but I, uh, you know, right, uh, right, it, it, you should have control over it. Yeah. But
1: you got to be clear about how you you tell people that, right? Because at because. What this will definitely do, I think, is that it will, um, it'll it's going to erode people's trust. You know,
3: yeah, which yeah. is my whole thing. My whole my whole complaint here. I don't care about that data either. And, and like I said, other services already take that data from people whether they know it or not. It's just that you made this stance. It's a little bit like saying, uh, I run a mom and pop grocery store, and here we have surveillance cameras. But those surveillance cameras blur your face. We promise you'll never come in here and have your face not blurred, and then finding out later they weren't blurring your face. Like, well, yeah. if you're going to have a statement like blurring
2: your face in one aisle.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, you, yes, that's even a better example. That's a really good yeah. one. And that that aisle had yogurt in it. So we're all in trouble and, now. And
2: then they come back and like, well, of course, we're not going to blur your face in the in the aisle with all the cigarettes because people steal those. But we blurred your face in the medical aisle. <laughs> this is good. Right. You've improved
3: my metaphor, actually. Yeah, yeah, exponentially. That's, nicely that's- done. So, yeah, saying. it's uh, it's one of those deals. And I, you know, that's not great for them because I do. I appreciate their efforts for the most part in most areas to really push for giving me control over my own data, my own privacy. I like that. Um, I don't like when they aren't super clear about what they're taking like this. And again, I'm sending it because I have, I have that on. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. Just like you were saying, doesn't really matter to you. What matters to me is messaging and be, you know, do what you say you're going to do. That's all.
2: Yeah, that's all. And, and, and I'll be honest. Uh, I, I'm not ruling out the possibility that Apple uh, comes up with a reasonable explanation that I hadn't thought of. Uh, so you know that's that's still a possibility. If they don't, which I kind of expect that they won't come up with something that will make me go go like, oh, I was entirely wrong about this. Uh, and if they don't, I also don't think it ends up hurting them much. No, most people are not going to notice this story, uh, and. Even if there's a few people out there going like, "Well, Apple says they're private," but there was that story about the iPhone analytics. Most people are going to be like, "I already stopped listening." When you said analytics, right. uh, so so you know the the fact of the matter is, and I'm not saying this is a justification, but the fact of the matter is, I'm not sure how much harm this is end going to end up doing because it is such a technical, nitpicky. Uh, story, but, but it's worth knowing about, especially for folks like us.
3: Well, if you like stories like this, then uh, tune in to the Daily Tech News Show today at 2 p.m. Mountain Time because this and other stuff will be on display. In fact, I guess uh, Will Smith is on today and we're talking some yeah. pretty cool tech on there. I'm excited about it.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk about the new uh, GPUs from AMD, the RDNA 3 architecture. Will's been digging into it, uh, so he was gracious enough to join. And uh, he stipulated he had to be on with Scott Johnson, uh, Mm. and we were happy to oblige. So we're having him on. It'll be fun. I
3: really like hanging out with Will. Um, For anyone at home confused, this is not the actor Will Smith. This is the non... Nor is it the catcher. (laughs) No, it's not the catcher either. This This is the best of all possible, Will Smith. This one never punched... Uh, or slapped, I should say, Chris Rock. It never happened right. with this. Well-spin. And
2: he never hit a three run homer for the Dodgers. No,
3: this is all true. How do we know? Because you're going to have to tune in and find out. That's today at 2 p.m. Mountain. <laughs> uh, check it out. Tom, anything else going on in your world?
2: Uh, yeah, I. if you haven't checked out a word with Tom Merritt, I know a lot of you have and I appreciate that. Uh, this is a great week to check it out. I had Josh Grisdale on. Uh, he's a, an IT pro in Japan. He runs a couple of accessibility websites uh, on, on his own, uh, but he also immigrated from Canada to Japan. He is now a Japanese citizen, even though he was born in Toronto. Uh, and so we talk about immigration and and being an immigrant and why he decided to to fully move like not just be a permanent resident uh and and a great take on immigration that i don't think you're going to get anywhere else uh so if you're into that uh go check it out at awordpodcast.com.
3: absolutely that sounds great tom merritt everybody ace detect on twitter you know twitter there's no one talking about twitter right now it's fine it's just twitter everything's fine (laughs) go to twitter uh tom merritt have a great day i'll see you a little bit later for the daily tech news show
2: thanks y'all bye now bye tom
3: all right there who says that Tom is, or the DTNS is, uh, favors Apple? I don't. He's a, I never he's, said that. He's a fair, a fair... It's fair, damn it. All right. I mean, that's not even, I don't even feel like like Android people can have an argument today about this because they're already sending all that data. They don't... Like, this is already a thing that everyone else does. It's just that Apple says a thing and then they kind of don't exactly deliver yeah, this one way. Yeah, that seems to be the issue, that's at, the issue at
1: play here is that they're... They're doing what people, the opposite of what people expected that that
3: they're doing. Right, and the reason they expect is because they said uh, this. I mean, they really harp on it all the time. Security is number one here at Apple. That's what they were saying was setting them apart, right? Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, if that's true. Like, I want Tim Cook. I would like it if Tim Cook addressed it.
4: Listen, all of our products are real good. And the reason we did this is it helps fuel my life. I will I will die if I
3: don't
1: have your it's personal only data. Only a couple of my products. <laughs>
3: uh, all right, where are we now? I know we're at uh, the time of day where we do the recommendals, and uh, we're going to do those. Um, I don't know if Nicole's around. She's showing us offline, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. We'll definitely add Randy to the call, and we'll see what we end up here with as we begin today's recommendal journey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for that old adage on Wednesdays we call recommendals. Not really an adage, it's more of a segment. And uh, so far, we got Randy Jordan
4: joining us. Hi, Randy. Good morning, morning stream. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. It is a Freaking beautiful morning here oh. in oh. Southern California. I oh. want you to know. Oh, it is perfection. Let it me is,
3: let me get let me get the load in on the temperature there. What do we got going?
4: Yeah, the cold. Um is it like uh like uh sixty Fahrenheit, like fifteen Celsius, like but that's just like perfect, you know, like crisp but not cold. Oh I love oh, that perfect.
3: I do love that. That's my favorite Sunny, kind of weather.
4: We got some rain, so everything's like sparkling
3: oh it's
4: like vampires Hi, in the I'm twilight series the that's uh, great Nine nineteen 19 a.m here on the morning stream with weather <laughs>
3: You're supposed to go on your chest
4: right. yeah that's right that's right i'm, uh, I'm gonna give her bring in traffic on the eights,
3: yeah yeah or the nines that's how we do them here's the nines i don't know about All you right. weird west west coasters but we're always on the nines <laughs> anyway it's good to have you here we're gonna do a little recommendals i don't see nicole around so i think she maybe had something but uh no matter uh we're gonna start this week with me um i'm gonna re or i'm gonna play a clip from a thing that i watched that blew my mind. Um Whoa. but also I don't know if the right people are gonna want to watch Ble- it.
4: So blew your mind. That's a fun that's a really big lead, man. It blew it, your it, mind. It did blow my mind.
3: Okay. Uh the background here is it's on Hulu, it's a documentary. Here is my clip.
2: Jerry Falwell Jr. at the time was everything that Giancarlo wanted to be. Giancarlo wanted all of this and they knew it. So they were using it as a method of control. Hey, you know, have fun with your little girlfriend, but we own your
3: ass. All right. I just like that. (laughs)
2: You got the money,
4: money. I left that there. there. (laughs)
3: Thank you very much. (laughs) I decided that that needed to stay just for the. uh,
1: This is on my short list. This is on my watch list right now. You should watch it.
4: You should watch it. I, I am remiss. Bobby, how are you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm doing i am
4: remiss great, randy <laughs> oh I'm how so are you good. it's just so i'm just so glad you're here oh I'm so that's, glad nice. You're doing this.
3: that's nice look at this look at that, yeah. that was this little friendly exchange i really well, like that you
4: know, a couple weeks ago um uh B- brian you know was was missing and i was too right and yeah. bobby bobby had a, a really good recommendation and I'm, yeah. just, I'm just glad you're here
3: what was that well remind I'm, me i'm glad what did you recommend then? do you remember somewhere. what that was bobby what movie um what?
4: I was
1: watching something that I don't remember what it was.
4: (laughs) Me neither. I'm sure it was awesome. Whatever it was, I watched it same day. And, uh,. And it, it was, was great. Good. It was so good that no one can remember it. Damn it. <laughs> desperately. Oh,
3: it
1: was, um, it was, uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was afterlife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the, uh, that's right. Afterlife. I want to watch afterlife yeah. and I haven't and, watched it, yet, but thank you for reminding me
4: about afterlife. And, um, what happened with me was I had never, uh, finished it. I had watched a bunch of it and then just sort of like forgot. Mm. <laughs> yeah so.
1: yeah yeah yeah. there's three seasons that happens sometimes yeah. when you start something that's the risk of starting something nowadays before it's canceled
4: <laughs> yeah right yeah
3: that's the truth uh well all right quick TMS.lee we'll get everybody's memory back if you go check that out that's where we put these things oh. okay but back um, to godly anyway back to this thing it's called god forbid Sorry, God forbid. God forbid. Uh, 2022 documentary just came out, landed on Hulu. This is from acclaimed documentarian Billy Corbin. Uh, you know this dude from a whole bunch of stuff, including Cocaine Cowboys, uh, which was a big one for him. And what's the other one? Screwball was really good. 537 votes was really good. He's a really good documentarian. Did a bunch of those thirty for. Or he did a thirty for thirty. Um, Documentary about the murder of Don Arno or Ar Arano. I forget. I haven't seen that one, but it's supposed to be good. Anyway, Cocaine Cowboy is probably the one most people know. And uh, this is his latest thing. So this is all about those uh, freaking wackadoo. <laughs> I say wackadoo because after I watch this, there's no other term for these people.
4: But, I, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I understand. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I just have to st- I start this thing. I see the ads for this thing. And my first thought is. My mom won't watch this. Won't believe this. They aren't wackadoos to her. They are like good people. Oh no, no, that's my—that's what I
3: was saying earlier. Yeah. The the people that need to see this are probably not going to see this. They're not going to bother because they've already been—they've been hosed by it. They've already been shim-shammed. Mm-hmm. They're done. They're they're out of the oven and cooked. It's not going to go any further than that. But I will tell you this: if you have anybody who's sort of on the edge of maybe maybe they're having a bit of an awakening to how people really behave versus what they actually what they say and do on camera this is a must watch so it's called god Previz, uh, god forbid rather it's about this uh dude giancarlo granda who is this former pool attendant um at a hotel in miami and uh before you start imagining in your head oh that's a foreign sounding name and he sounds like he's just a a young non-english speaking uh, brown person who you know like it's easy to formulate that uh, based on the story, he's nothing like that at all. He's one of the most well spoken intelligent people i've I've heard in a thing like this. And this is also his this is his massive confession. That's what this documentary is. and they make a big point of that. It's not easy for him. He doesn't want to do it, but he thinks he he needs to. he has to. And he basically just dishes the entire story of what happened behind the scenes with Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, former president and head of that, uh, what is it? Liberty University was the big Christian university he's in charge of, and his wife, Becky, Becky Falwell. Um, they were, you know, behind the scenes going to hotel rooms, and, uh, her and the, and the kid are doing it while, uh, while Falwell Jr.'s in the corner, uh, let's just say, uh, fluffing old, uh, fluffing old Junior Jr., if you know what I'm saying, the old Junior there. Anyway, um, (laughs) That happened for a long time. Then there was a whole threesome thing that went on. And this went on for years and years and years. And then it got complicated. And then it ropes into like modern politics and how that all played out. And then they finally, he finally resigns as president uh, because uh, stuff leaked. Some photos leaked. He tried to explain those photos away. The the
4: famous photo of him holding a a cocktail, an obviously alcoholic cocktail in one hand. And a woman in the other that is not his wife, and his pants are unbuttoned. Yeah, like hers
3: are too. Like, they're both standing there unbuttoned. Like, that, oh, okay. And he tried to explain it. She goes, "Oh, she was pregnant, and she was complaining <laughs> that her pants didn't fit well. So I was, it was in consult. You know, I was, I was being uh, mm. her friend or whatever. But he was also he got busted for like he'd go on stage at the Liberty University assemblies with a water bottle full of vodka, and." Yeah. He was always drunk, always drunk, always drunk. Now, that only matters because, again, we're talking about levels of hypocrisy. I don't care what people do with their personal lives. Freaking go for it. Not here to shame you. Do whatever you want to do. If that includes a pool boy, have at it. I don't care. But you have this front-facing public image and a school. They had school rules that all of this stuff we're talking about is completely you're screwed yeah. if you do it. You're out of the school or you pay big fines. They call it the the liberty okay. way. And it's like BYU or anywhere else where they got strict code of conduct, an
4: honor code. They have an honor code honor code, there. yes. Yeah.
3: And this and he was behind the scenes breaking every possible honor code there was. There's video. There's phone messages. This wife was she's effed up, dude. Everything about like, it.
4: There's there's video that that there is video is what blows my mind. Yeah. Right. Well, like I I I'm going to watch this whether or not you're recommending it because I want to see what they dug up. Right. Well, like that's like. The reason there hasn't been, for instance, an, a documentary about Azalea Banks' uh, experiences with Elon Musk and Grimes is there's not video. There's not even pictures, right? It's yeah, just what Azalea Banks is saying <laughs> are these horrible things. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm blown away that they actually have something to show in this.
3: Oh, they have a ton to show. And it's, and it's, all, it's all awful from various perspectives. But the, my main one – here's the big takeaway – I don't even feel political about this. This is 100% about, because I felt this way about Bill Clinton. Don't be such a damn hypocrite. That's all I'm saying. Like people that get up and extol their virtues and push it on other people and claim all this high and mighty bullshit, then they turn around and they are horrendous human beings doing the opposite of what they're saying. F off. (laughs) Like F right off. And you're also scraping millions and millions of dollars while you're doing it because of this, this thing over here that you're supposed to be versus the thing you are actually the the thing you are. I mean, this isn't like shocking to say, but every time now I'm, I'm ruined this way. Now, anytime anyone goes, gets up and stands up and says, you know, drugs and homosexuality are the problem. (laughs) The minute they say those, that phrase, I know what they're doing on the weekends. I know it. They're doing the things they're up there yelling about the most. So this was like more proof of that, but but also just it's a really interesting web and it gets into the whole like, I mean, all the way up to like the January 6th stuff and the influence Fallwell had on the 2016 election and, and all of the fallout with that. It's really well made and Billy Corbin makes good documentaries. I think it's worth your time. So uh, check it out. Sure. It's called God Forbid. Uh, it's got a subtitle. The sex scandal that brought down a dynasty. Uh, which is a little dramatic, but the and documentary itself isn't
4: is, true. I don't feel like they've been brought down.
3: Well, they've been pushed out of the spotlight, but I don't, but if, if brought down includes uh stripped of their, their ill gotten gain, n- no, they have not been brought down. Um, and the school still exists. It's being run by other people. Um, oh, there's a whole bunch of dark stories about that place. The, just people getting screwed in their jobs. Somebody, somebody once mentioned, she goes, and I don't think his behavior he shouldn't behave like this. If he's going to be our president, that dude was fired so fast, like just a whole stuff across the board, really well made, uh, entertaining in some ways, but mostly straightforward documentary stuff. And it's great. So and, and do
4: you it. feel like it was long enough? That's my other question. I like, did it, did it get everything established? I mean, it was
3: almost it two end? hours. Yeah. I'd say it didn't need to be a series. I think they had enough here to just make it the two hours. Um, so like do yeah. you
4: remember the the Lularoe, Oh uh, right, the big long like, one. Yeah. Like it had to be long. It had to be long because there was to make you understand the problem, right? They had to really kind of take you through the whole history and let people have a chance to say enough, you know?
3: Right. Yeah. They that one I really liked that doc for the same reasons I like this one. It it shines a light on shitty behavior. <laughs> And, uh, and is, is a great way to sort of shine a light on people in power with that shitty behavior. And this is a good way to do that. So again, quit being hypocrites, you bunch of a-holes. It's just I knew, I knew when, you, when you
4: like tweeted last week that you were about to lay into that. I just knew you were going to random Oh, my gosh, it. dude. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to document about it. <laughs>
3: uh, so that thing's been burning a hole in my pocket. Let's get to yours, Randy. We got a um, uh, uh, clip here. What do you want to say about this?
4: This is also a documentary. And I feel like a lot of people have seen it. But it's it's one of these that's really flown under the radar. Like there's going to be a lot more who didn't even know it existed. And I found it one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. Like it's like that level of, of fun in in a documentary. So, all right, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna recognize it, I think. Here we here we go.
0: And then I called Humphrey, and I was like, "You had a club that had an infrastructure that could at least support an evening of the balance sheet. Can't you theoretically take a team that's in the lowest league and bring them to the top?" He said yes, but. As I started to gather more and more information, I realized how expensive it was going to be. I have TV money, but as I started to look at how expensive it actually was to run a club, I realized that I needed something more than TV money. I needed movie star money. But sometimes
3: you gotta let your heart lead you. Even if you know it's someplace,
0: you know you're not supposed to be. More than that, I needed superhero movie star money. Time to make the chimmy f***ing chongas. More than that, probably, as we ascended up the leagues, I would need alcohol barren money. Aviation American gin. And mobile phone services money. And what, are, what other companies does this bitch have? Cyber security. Cyber security money. <laughs> and anybody? <laughs> what else has he got?
3: I have no idea what this is. I know it's Ryan Reynolds connection here, but I have Uh, no idea. So
4: that was Rob uh, McElhenney uh, speaking. Uh, You know, you know him from, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and mythic quest. And uh, a couple years ago, um, he and his online friend, Ryan Reynolds, they had never met face to face before doing this. They got together and decided to buy a soccer team in great Britain. (laughs) They, they, uh, you know, found the perfect team for them to buy um, several leagues down the ladder, like below the pyramid of soccer teams. Uh, It's a, it's a, it's a team in Wales in a town called Wrexham. Wrexham is a 60,000 person. I guess it's a small city. Um, It's the oldest, basically the oldest soccer club in the world, like with the oldest still uh, used stadium in the world, et cetera, et cetera. And the two of them who were friends online, uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds um, started uh, figuring out how to purchase this club. The, the ownership of it was in disarray. Hmm. And this is a documentary that follows every step of that from the inception of it all the way through their purchase of the club. What happens immediately after that. Right. And then their first like visit to England and Wales and so on and so on. And it is funny as hell. It is because Ryan Reynolds is always funny. Like the guy is never not funny.
3: He knows how to do funny for sure. Yeah, funny guy.
4: Yeah, and you can tell that Ryan Reynolds sort of saw this as more than the two of them buying a football club. That he saw it as an opportunity to document the process, to have fun with these other things. Because Ryan Reynolds is, like he said, an alcohol baron, (laughs) all of Ryan Reynolds' other businesses that he already had are sort of on his shoulders as he goes into this. Mm -hmm. So like one of the very first things that happens when he gets to Wrexham, Wales, is that football club and basically the whole city is suddenly sponsored by Aviation Gin and TikTok and so (laughs) forth. And they approach that in a very respectful way. But the entire time you're just like, this has got to, this has got to fall apart somehow. There's no way this is going to work out. Right.
3: Right. Right. I've heard nothing it's, but raves about this um, as well. And I don't, I didn't know. I I don't know what I thought I was going to get into. Cause you see a sunny in Philadelphia dude with him, obviously, as you mentioned. And I go, well, oh, is this just like a. Are they just trolling? Like, what are we so, doing here? But it sounds like they're not. So,
4: in some ways, they really stumble. Like, you find out right at the very, very beginning that it's really Rob McElhenney's like project, right? He he. Ryan Reynolds is all in, but Ryan Reynolds is the money, and Rob McElhenney is the uh, like the 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 brains here. Yeah, and, he's the TV money. Um, he's that but, guy. Yeah, <laughs> but they are they live in L.A. They have you know jobs that they're that are they're very busy with. And so one of the first things he does is he ropes in a writer on Mythic Quest, (laughs) to uh, who is English, right, to be his go-between, and he like moves this guy to Wrexham, and this I'm forgetting the guy's name, but this guy you know now now lives there and is their sort of like mouthpiece in this in this football club, and that is just like probably not the best thing to do that pro I mean like it's better than nothing you know but it's like you're you're just wondering is this guy gonna work out like he was a writer (laughs) on mythic quest you know like he wasn't (laughs) you know like he's not a he's not a soccer expert he's a soccer fan like he he he's English and so like he understands some things (laughs) but it just uh, by the way the documentary is also about everyone else like that it's about the city and the people who run the pub right outside the, uh, the stadium. And it's about like the major supporters, because in, in places like Wrexham, Wales, like, like, their football club is the city. It's, it is the community and, and the community is what really, really matters. And so this documentary extends way out into like groups of people who really all they are is lifelong fans of this football club. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's telling you their stories. It's like, it's like touching on a guy who's in a local band that wrote a song about you know, Deadpool and Rob McElhenney, you know? And then (laughs) he's like, he's got cancer and you're finding out all about him. You know, like I'm telling you, this is, this is seriously like one of my favorite things of the year. Like I, I, I can't, I don't know what to compare it to except the best stuff that's come out this year.
3: Well, it's, it's reviewing extremely well. Um, this is also on Hulu, as you meant. I think you mentioned that. There's,
4: you've got a picture up of Rob McElhinney in, in their little tiny uh, uh shirt shop yeah. at the stadium, and he's holding up. So he made a custom hat for himself, yeah. and then he goes there. He finally goes to Wrexham and finds out they copied it, and pretty well, but they copied it based on what they saw on Zoom, <laughs> and they made a bunch of them. So like, you it's think, just
3: like- do you think this whole thing is like – playing off of the popularity of say, I don't know, like, uh, Ted Lasso
4: is kind of a huge thing. And, you know, this, this all started before Ted Lasso was a thing. Oh, interesting. Like They they started their buying of the club and, and getting their, you know, their, their foothold before Ted Lasso existed. Yeah. Um, I, it's, of course you're going to think of Ted Lasso when you look at this from the outside, but never once while watching it, did I think of Ted Lasso? It's just not, it's not, the same thing sure all.
3: sure uh, it's super interesting i will see this this looks great again that is i, I uh, really
4: hope you do it does not require that you care at all about soccer it right. really is it is so much more about well that's the people good that's <laughs> <soccer>. good
3: <laughs> that's good that's good for bobby good boy howdy is he hates soccer wow <laughs> it's all you hear about anymore is how much you hate that freaking game just kidding. Uh, Bobby, did you see anything this week that you wanted to share with us?
1: Um, sure. I just did a quick gathering of things, and I, I'll send you the trailer on YouTube if you are so inclined sure. to want to play it. it. Yeah.
3: Why not? Let's do it. I'll play it right and, out of um, here. Here I, we go.
1: I did a search of, t- what is that thingy that you have that someone made to quick TMS. Oh, dot .li? Yeah. 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 So I don't think this has been recommended before.
3: Well, fair enough. I don't think so either. I'm looking at the name. I don't think this has yeah. been around. So let's just play this uh, bit of this here. Check it out. Whoops. What do we got here? Stab wounds in our upper back. <laughs> Tough time imagining with just the outline. Ken, get in the position. And slowly be dying too. Uh, you got to keep track of the evidence. You have a notepad. <laughs> For Terry
5: Seattle, every day means a new murder case and a new celebrity partner.
3: solve a crime. Ready.
5: Scream it! I'm ready to solve a crime! let go! Forget how strong I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this is that Will Arnett deal, Murderville
3: deal. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Boy, this his is... his voice. <laughs>
1: he's so great. <laughs> so this is a show on Netflix called Murderville. Um, it came out in uh, February of this year and if you like, like if you like Will Arnett, you're... This is just Will Arnett being Will Arnett and and doing what he does really well which is just being like like taking a role a comedic role and just like digging in and 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 just going you know like committing and going all the way and what's great about this show is that. It's it's like improv, okay. So if you're also a fan of improv, but but it's not like stage improv. What they've done is they've it's like they've created a show. They've written what the show's going to be, and then they invite someone on, like um, like some of the people on there have been Sharon Stone, uh, Conan O'Brien is on uh, guests on the first episode, and mm-hmm. what they do is they they create this sort of uh, this murder case that Will Arnett's character, who's this this old detective, um, Terry Seattle, and you know, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he normally does things his own way and he likes to fly solo, but the chief, um, who's played by, um, what's her name? Uh, Han- Hanita Wood. Hanifa. Um, Hanifa. Sorry. I was, uh, yeah. failed at reading. Hanifa Wood, um, who you've seen before in things like, um, oh what
4: uh i'm doing a uh, nurse jackie is all i've yeah. got
1: i have uh. seen i know i've seen her in in things before i just can't remember what 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 they are off the top of my head but yeah nurse jackie's one of them um she uh she's the chief the police chief and so you've got that trope of you know he's a he's a lone wolf kind of detective who who does his job on his own normally and the chief is bringing in these uh rookie rookie detectives to work along with him in every episode and it's a new celebrity guest so they've built this whole case that every episode is but the 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 kicker is that the celebrity guest who who is playing themselves by the way
4: um oh, so it's ken jeong as himself yes okay all right
1: um oh, and that's great they, down with that they don't Have this like they're improving the whole thing, they don't know any like they clearly know that they're on this show, but but they don't know anything about like they don't have the script or anything, right? It's all improv. It reminds me, um, they do
3: this a little bit with Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's a similar approach to the contents, like they have an outline and they know kind of where things are headed. And they'll kind of have bookends, but for the most part, in between and how you react with each other, they totally do on the fly. But the, but I, the I way like this that.
1: show is different than that because you're right is is all the other pe- people know that right? Like there's each scene is clearly about a certain thing, and every actor in those scenes are improvising and they're trying to get to a certain thing. But the celebrity guest knows nothing, um, and it's almost set up like a game for them, like a game show in a way. Because at the end of the episode like everything comes together like a murder mystery almost and all the people are there and the celebrity guest has to decide who did it like who the murderer
5: was
1: (laughs) and either they get it right or they get it wrong and it's always hilarious okay Um, so
5: they
4: can get it wrong that's good yes they
1: they do sometimes get it wrong
4: okay the hallmark Um, of improv is that they would they should get it right so i'm glad to hear that it's right. possible they could get it wrong. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and that's that's why I say it feels like a game show in the in in a lot of ways, and um, <laughs> and you can see it like like it's clear, they're not pretending that it's not improv. You can clearly see the the cogs turning, and and sometimes the sometimes the guest um, breaking a little bit, you know, and um, it's just it's hilarious. It's one of the funny. I like improv a lot, um, and it's just it's very funny to watch the the. Conan O'Brien being the first celebrity guest is was clearly done to be the hook you need to get into the show because it's, I mean, Will Arnett and Conan O'Brien together is it's it's
4: golden. You know, like it's I'm just, a, Will Arnett's I'm looking, already a good guest. I can't guest wait on to Conan watch this. There's a Kumail Nanjiani episode, yep. and I can yep. just imagine how incredulous he is the oh, entire I love him. time. I love that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: that's I awesome. The, I, I, I worried that, about it at first because when I had heard that it was all improv, I thought. Oh, really for a detective show and I don't know why I just kind of bounced from the idea, but I'm glad to hear it's worth watching.
1: Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And the Camille Nunjani episode like that you just mentioned um is I think of the ratings I've seen is rated one of the, is rated the highest, so it's supposed to be pretty good. Nice. And it was good. I, I watched it. Yeah.
3: Okay. Sweet.
4: Well, very nice. Uh so And Brian Ibbott, I'm realizing Brian Ibbett mentioned this. Uh, and I wonder if he ever actually watched it, but I remember him mentioning it because uh, it has a, an Annie Murphy episode. And everyone uh, loves Annie yeah. Murphy. Yeah, her. and the and the statement was, "We'll watch anything that stars Annie Murphy."
3: Yeah, I yeah. love her. Um, well, there you have it. This is a fine fine list today. Let me reiterate them for those at home who maybe missed it. Uh, for, uh, Scott today watched uh, what did I watch? Uh, God forbid on Hulu. Uh, welcome to Wex Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Wrexham, uh, also on Hulu from Randy, uh, both documentaries. And then if you're looking for some good comedy with some improv, which is kind of documentary adjacent in that it's not planned, you know, some of it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm trying to make a connection that doesn't need to happen. Uh, That would be uh, Murder. What is it? Murder, she wrote. Murderville. 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 (laughs) Don't watch Murder, (laughs) she wrote. I mean, it's fine, but, you know, this is not the one we're talking about. It's Murderville. That's on Netflix. And uh, all of this is available to you and yours. I think it'll be updated on the quick sack thing or the, uh, sorry, TMS uh, lead deal. But uh, Brian does that. He's not here. So I don't know when they'll be put up, but it'll be soon. Uh, Randy, it's always good yeah. talking to you. We're doing Westworld this weekend. How does that make you feel? How do
4: you feel? Uh, I'm tired already. Oh, me like, too, a little bit. I just like, I, I'm not expecting to love it.
3: I'm expecting to... Well, I'm expecting to finally f- be satisfied that I saw it because I never yeah. have, and so that'll I, be cool. But I'm I'm not expecting to be blown away by this thing.
4: I make I make fun of Yul Brenner a lot. I don't know exactly why, yeah. right? Like he was he's perfectly fine actor for the time, sure, you know, yeah. But it's just like nowadays, I look back and I'm just like, how did this guy ever get cast in these <laughs> roles? Yeah. you know, like he's just not. He's not right. It's <laughs> for weird for the, for the for the King and
3: I when he's in the King and I it feels perfect. When he's in um The Magnificent 7 and I love that movie, but I always felt weird about him being in it I just felt like why yeah. is the king in this? <laughs> why why is yeah. this guy who looks like he should be running you know, all of Siam. Why is, why is he a cowboy? suddenly? There's
4: like a, there's some movie, I'm forgetting the name of it, where Yul Brenner played Babe Ruth. And oh, it's like, oh my no, Lord. no, don't do that. You that's not a, allowed.
3: That's amazing. <laughs> I need to know more about this Babe Ruth, Yul Brenner role. <laughs> anyway,
4: I've, I've, we're going to have such a good time. It'll such be a
3: great time. time. Tune in this weekend for a brand new Film Suck, uh, with me, Randy, Brian, and uh, the other Brian. And Brian will be home by then. So all is well. Uh, have a good one, Randy. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Okay. There goes Randy. End of the night uh day i guess hey what else have we got today uh, not much else i do want to read a quick text from a listener who sent this in to 801-471-0462 and uh, he says hey tms funny show today i've been laughing my butt off uh but i am that 70s kid who loved rush back in the day scott you said the guy whose house got hit by a meteor was listening to ed- 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 exit stage right that fantastic live Rush album is a nod to Snagglepuss, Exit Stage Left, Chuck uh, Sorry, B63 from Twitter. Uh, yeah, man. I, actually, I wasn't sure I even got it right. Um, I can never remember if it's Exit Stage Right or Left, but the whole point was it was the opposite of the usual phrase of Exit Stage Left. So Exit Stage Right. I want to just make sure I'm right about this or I'm going to feel stupid. Yeah, that's the album. Rush. Here it is hold on exit stage right oh is that their that's a live album what's their other album
1: uh okay maybe i've got this wrong
3: damn it i hate when i get stuff wrong okay here we go
1: this is where brian would have lots of information he would know all this stuff
3: 100 100 <laughs> would. But you're un- totally right
1: unfortunately you have
3: me <laughs> oh you know what i'm thinking of okay I mix Moving Pictures up with Exit Stage Left all the time. I don't know why. Moving Pictures is the album with like Tom Sawyer and like some of their biggest hits. Whatever. I'm a Rush fan, but I'm clearly not that big
1: a one. Do Durp. you think that do you think that knowledge of albums is go, is a, is going is going to be a thing of the past? Like Oh, like interesting. I don't, you know what I mean? Like nobody nobody consumes them in albums anymore. I mean they know?
3: do they consume them like if somebody drops Taylor Swift drops a new album, you're still listening to the album, but you don't think of it in the same exact way. I mean maybe you do. I don't know. Like I think of I think of recent stuff
1: as albums. So maybe I'm not I'm not
3: a huge
1: I, I think it's weird when people say this, so it's weird that I'm saying it, but I'm not a huge music consumer. Like, I'm not a big fan. Of, like, I don't seek it out or I listen to plenty of music, but I'm not like a devotee of, of any kind of music. So sure. maybe I'm just not the, maybe I'm just thinking about it from my different perspective. Maybe you're like a playlist. My, my wife kind of guy. is a huge Weezer fan, and she actually knows all, as the albums come out, she knows them as albums. So I, maybe I'm just thinking about this. You're a playlist kid. different
3: playlist millennial playlist yeah, yeah. person yeah yeah i think that's what's going on i think a lot of people do that um but i do think there's something like i'm trying to think of their most recent yeah almost everything i listen to i always think of it oh that's their most recent album or that's their most recent song from the album i still do that so maybe but yeah, maybe that's yeah. cuz i grew up in a time where albums were everything and we yeah, still do could, al-
1: it could just be the your framework already that's how you think about it because that's how you grew up thinking about it
3: plus we still have album art and people see that as a construct that just sort of is there and i don't know i don't know how to i don't know how to feel about it but now you've made me question everything nice job
1: But then you've got things like like i don't know the lemonade album you know and and so there are big album drops you're right that that matter yeah so sure so maybe I'm the weird one you might be the
3: weird one but yeah who's to say maybe the listeners will write in and tell us who the weird one truly is uh until then though how would how does this sound listeners no commercials ever you don't like commercials so you how, how would that sound how about pre-show content every day how about couch parties on the weekend what about art mm. in the mail what about other b- monthly benefits that will benefit you directly by joining up simply joining up to our patreon at patreon.com slash tms for as low as a dollar a month you're in and you get most of that content I just mentioned. There's a few higher levels. We'd love you at those as well. But, you know, the buck a month's all we ask. So hop on over and check it out. That's at patreon.com slash TMS. For all other things, frogpants.com slash TMS. Okay. Oh, and don't forget to check out Bobby's show, All Around Science. Do that. Please. Bobby- yeah please (laughs) not to sound too desperate no you know more (laughs) listeners is good I don't think you sound desperate at all I think that's a good idea everybody go listen to it you can always do with more science speaking of which uh, Bobby thank you so much for hanging out and being a part of the show today I really appreciate it always always for those at home uh, wondering what's going on tomorrow Brian will still be out of town but we will have one TV's Travis joining us Travis will be here for I think this will be his third time something like that always love having Travis around so uh, watch for that tomorrow for guest hosting uh duties that'll be your guy Uh, that's it for today's show however and I'm going to play a song because Brian gave me a song to play on the uh, outro of the song or the thing look I'm not going to play like two days of Africa covers I know you want me to but I'm not going to all right (laughs) instead I went to the expert that expert being Brian Ibbett, and he gave me some songs and here's the one he gave me for today this is a request from Ross who says hi guys I'm listening from Ireland since the start of TMS he says in his Irish accent but never submitted a request before. But the ninth is my 29th birthday. Oh, man. Happy
0: birthday to you.
3: That's a, big, that's a big one, man. That's cool. You're only a year older than my, old, my oldest daughter. That's weird. I'm old. Anyway, and I really want to share this band. So here we are. I'd like to give you guys a shout out on how the show has stayed fresh over the years while still delivering the same quality content. Well, thank you very much. That is the goal. For the song, I would really like this cover of System of a Down, a band I really like, performed by an Irish band called The Scratch with the RTE Concert Orchestra. I don't know what that is. RT, Royal T- uh, T- Testicular Entry Concert Orchestra, right? Do I probably have that right? Yes, uh, that's right. Okay, great. Uh, they performed it last year on RTE for a show called, it must be a TV, that must be a channel or something in Ireland, RTE. Anyway. Uh, a show called Songs from My Childhood. I think you really like the music style and recommend listening to their two albums or watching their live show on YouTube. Thanks, Ross. Well, Ross, got you covered, dude. And uh, thanks for listening for so long. We really appreciate it. And uh, happy birthday. I think that's awesome. 29 is a big one. We're going to play your big song uh, right now. So this is, hold on a second. someone <laughs> lost the name already. Uh, this is a cover of System of the Down. This is Songs. For, uh, no, wait. Where's the actual title of the song? Hold on. Hold on to your butts. Songs from my childhood. Is that the name of the song? No, that's 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 another thing. for a
1: show. Oh, we're both failing.
3: I know. This is really bad. Hold on. Wednesday. Here we go. This is called, oh, uh, Aerials. That's the name of the song, Aerials. And I love System of the Down, so I'm excited to hear how the the Irish translate that stuff. Uh, So we're going to play that now. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new show. Thank you, everybody, for listening and being here. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.